Welcome to Making Your Mark with God with your host, Sapphire Berry, where you'll find encouragement from the scriptures and discover how to run the race marked out for you. Now, here's Sapphire. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is uh, Sapphire with Milk and Honey Ministries, and I am doing a teaching today from uh, Hebrews 13. I am not dealing with my book today. I will get back into my book, but today I'm dealing with Hebrews 13 uh, from the King James Version. And I ask you guys to all open up your Bibles. Before I do that, I want to share something with you. Today is day 10th of February, the 10th day of February. And I want to thank God for day 10. The number 10 is used 242 times throughout the Bible, and it represents testing all through the Bible. 10 is also viewed as a complete and perfect number, as is 3 and 7. 10 signifies testimony, law, responsibility, and the completeness of order. There were 10 plagues that hit Egypt where God tested Pharaoh's heart. And these 10 plagues represent complete and total judgment on a pagan empire. There were 10 commandments given. God tested Israel 10 times in the desert. Jacob's wages were changed 10 times. Daniel was tested 10 days. In Malachi, the verse about tithing represents a test, which is a testimony of our faith and the tithe is the 10th. The Passover lamb was selected on the 10th day, as was Jesus, the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. 10 generations of man lived on earth before the flood. There were 10 virgins that were tested in Matthew 25. Five went in with the five, with the bridegroom and five were locked out. So I am grateful for the 10th day where we are found, some of us, because at this time I am on a 40-day fast. So I'm grateful for, for this day where we are found faithful in our time of testing with fasting, prayer, and supplication, meaning asking earnestly and humbly. So go with me in your Bibles to Hebrews 13, 5, and I'm going to read it, as I said, out of the King James, because I believe uh, the King James is where the rubber hits the road. This is the heartbeat of this verse. The Bible says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Covetousness, meaning what? It's marked by or identified by an excessive desire for wealth or possessions and primarily another man's possessions or when one covets for power which can be extremely dangerous, like 
this last president and the election, losing the presidency and the power and control that that position represented and the deceptive things that were done, the lies, the underhandedness, things that our nation is still experiencing the repercussions from. See, craving that power, it can be so dangerous. And we've got to watch it too and not allow anything to control us because it can display itself across the board. Like, I'm really jealous of my neighbor's house because I really want that one. Not satisfied with what God has blessed me with. No, I want bigger. I want what I think is greater or better. See, just greedy, coveting something that someone else has. And a great spiritual example of this is David and Bathsheba. He already had six wives before he ever encountered Bathsheba. But because of his covetous eye and his power of position, he simply took Bathsheba and had Uriah killed. See, those spiritual forces are real. That's why the word tells us, give no place to the devil. That's also why the word is teaching us to put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, not another world, but this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. And none of these powers can we see with your natural eye. But those spiritual forces are at work. And that's Spirit of covetousness is a dominant player. It represents a key that can open several doors because, as I said, it can display itself across the board. But the root, and I want you to remember this, the root is power. I, see, I, Lucifer said, I will ascend into heaven in Isaiah 14. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation on the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high. I, I, I see power, control. Now I want you to Look at the book of Job with me for a minute. Go with me to Job 29, and I want to start in verse 2, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. And it says, Oh, that I were in the months of old, as in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone upon my head, and by his light I walked through darkness. As I was in the prime of my days, when the friendship and counsel of God were over my tent, when the Almighty were still with me, when my children were around about me, when my steps through rich 
pastures were washed with butter and cream from my livestock. And the rock poured out for me streams of oil from an olive grove. When I went to the gate of the city, when I took my seat as a city father in the square, the young men saw me and hid themselves. The age arose and stood respectfully. The princes stopped talking and put their hands on their mouths. The voices of the nobles were hushed and their tongues stuck to the roof of their mouths. And when an ear heard me, my name mentioned, it called me happy and fortunate. And when an eye saw me, it testified for me approvingly because I rescued the poor who cried for help and the orphans who had no helper. The blessing of him who was about to perish came upon me. And I made the widow's heart sing for joy. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban, a diadem. I was eyes to the blind and I was feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy. I investigated the case I did not know and assured justice. I smashed the jaws of the wicked and snatched the prey from his teeth. Then I said, I shall die in my nest and I shall multiply my days as the sand. My roots is spread out and open to the waters and the dew lie all night upon my branch. My glory and honor are fresh in me, being constantly renewed and my bow gains ever new strength in my hand. They listened to me and waited and kept silent for my counsel. And I spoke. After I spoke, they did not speak again. And my speech dropped upon them like a refreshing shower. They waited for me and for my words as for the rain. And they opened their mouth as for the spring rain. I smiled at them when they did not believe and they did not diminish the light of my face. I chose a way for them and sat as chief and dwelt as a king among his soldiers, as one who comforts. See, I'm talking about the blessing here. There is a path, if we choose to, where we can walk in the kingdom principles of God, and those blessings are chasing us down. I have seen it with my own eyes. We don't ever have to covet. The Bible says Job was a perfect and upright man, one that feared God and hated evil. Hear me now. There is a path. First Corinthians tells us that everything in that Old Testament happens to them for examples to us and that it's written for our instruction. It's our teacher. The examples are there to help us see the path to take or not to take. God woke Solomon up the same night that he gave that extravagant offering of a thousand bulls. And hear me, it was those great big bulls because the scholars talk about how much blood there was on the altar because the bulls were so big. See, 
He offered the best to God. There is a path. Proverbs teaches us, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I didn't say this. God said this. And he also said, I'm a God that cannot lie. I can't. Lying is not in me. See, and I want to say one more thing and I'm done here. Deuteronomy 4 talks about, for what nation is there so great who have God so near unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? Now, this is Moses posing a question to the children of Israel, asking them, what nation is there so great? who has a God so near unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, this is our God. This same God is our God, El Shaddai, Yahweh, Elohim, Adonai, El Elyon, Jehovah. This is our God. The door was open unto us as a result of the blood of Jesus and every promise belongs to us. We are the spiritual seed. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, we don't have to glory in no man because all things are yours. Whether Paul's, Apollos, Cephas, and I'm saying Jabez or Job's, all things are yours. Come on now. There is a path. There is a path. We never have to covet. Whether it be possessions, material things, nor power. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. You've been listening to Making Your Mark with God. To catch all our past episodes, visit makingyourmarkwithgod.com.